Riding through this world All alone God takes your soul You're on your own The crow flies straight A perfect line On the devil's bed Until you die Welcome, everybody, to episode two being recorded today of the Crossroads podcast. I just realized this when I dropped the other episode. The other episode, the AW Revolution, was the 30th episode of the Crossroads podcast. Holy shit. First off, I never thought that I'd be back doing a podcast, let alone a solo podcast, but here we are. Anyway, it's your man of a thousand gimmicks, the dustiest man in the game, the diamond in the rough, Diamond Dave, and I'm here to review this week in wrestling. So let's get into it. First off, we have Raw. Oh, Raw, oh, Raw, what are we going to fucking do with you? Guys, it is so difficult for me to watch Raw. Even when I come home from work and am a little bit late into the show. It is so hard to watch. So hard to watch. One thing I'll say that I'm happy about, I'm happy that Lashley's beating on The Miz, it it was almost worse off than last week's beating of The Miz. I do hope that they uh, move forward with this Lashley push. We still have no idea what the WWE Championship is going to look like going into Fastlane. I'm assuming there's not going to be a match at Fastlane, but we still do not have a number one contender for the grandest stage of them all, the showcase of the Immortals, WrestleMania 37 in Raymond James Stadium, Tampa Bay. Those tickets go on sale this week. Once again, I will emphasize I will not be in attendance. Homie's looking for a new place to live. And there's a chance Homie might still have... Homie needs to pay for other important stuff. But you wait your little tushies for WrestleMania 38, AT&T Stadium. Your boy will be there because your boy's a Cowboys fan. So anyway, moving on, I'm not going to go through everything that goes on in the show. Uh, Let's talk about what's looking like Shane McMahon's match for WrestleMania. It's looking like we're going to be getting Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman. And holy shit, have I never seen a match against the McMahon less wanted by the fans. Now, one thing I will say is that having a match against the McMahon at WrestleMania, it's a big fucking deal. It's a big fucking deal. It's almost on the line of a championship match because for them to trust you with themselves in a match, it's kind of a big deal. 
But the promo that Shane had on Monday, Braun being stupid, like all that, I think it was a little much of... Some people were saying it's almost as if Shane stroked in the middle of the promo, but all right, yeah, and I and if you remember last week, Shane had an impromptu match, Adam Pearce and Braun Strowman challenging for the tag team championships against Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander, and it was stupid. So I mean, woo, I guess this is where the way they're going I'm not sure how I feel about it I'm he I'm I've always been a huge Shane McMahon fan whenever I would get ready for dates when I was younger I would always like you know do like the Shane like you know Shane dance to get myself pumped up and shit uh but yeah so that's <clears throat> that's a thing that's happening other things that are happening on the show is we had a no disqualification match between Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. And boy, was it a physical one. And a physical one at that because we didn't get a winner. They ended up knocking each other out. Yeah, you don't really see that too often in no disqualification matches. Both competitors being knocked out. Sheamus had the stairs on his head. Drew McIntyre had stairs, they ran into each other, and they both sold the shit out of both being unable to compete. So, I'm assuming we're going to get further matches between the two. It's just a matter of whether they're going to start going up that level of physicality. Usually, you know... You then go to from street fights or no DQs. You then go to I quit matches, cage matches, hell in a cell, even though now it's its own pay per view, etc. etc. So I'm really curious, especially as it seems that these two, even perhaps the Miz, are going to be involved in the push to see who challenges Bobby Lashley at. WrestleMania. And of course, there's always the long shot that we get a return of Bork Laser, Brock Lesnar. So who the fuck knows? Um, moving on, we also had another week of no Asuka. Asuka's still healing up from a concussion that she got and uh, having teeth kicked out by Shayna Baszler. I'm still really pissed off about that. Um, yeah. I still hope to God they don't put her in a match against Charlotte unless she's going to win. I, However, I don't trust WWE to make the right decision with that because WWE loves themselves some flair. And as you can see with the way she's been booked so far, she uh, she's usually always booked to win. And that, my friends, is a problem. It is quite the problem. Uh, and we had a continuation of Randy Orton spewing up spewing up uh, motor oil, Papa Shango, black liquid. I don't know. They're really elongating this uh, Alexa Bliss in the pentacle pentagram type of a thing with the jack in a box. I'm not sure if it's 
if she's going to start performing dark magic to bring Bray Wyatt back and in what type of avatar we will get Bray Wyatt back. Obviously, the original Bray Wyatt's gone. Husky Harris is now Huskus in the Funhouse. The Fiend was burned alive. Who knows? I... In, in my mind and in my heart of hearts, when I think of what the next avatar of The Fiend is going to be, it's almost like more of a goat head with the horns, similar to like the satanic Baphomet. Uh, so I don't know, but considering WWE is a PG program, I don't think they would go that far, but I really want to know what this payoff is going to be. Like they did the... Inferno match like so many of these matches are going into gimmick match territory and usually one of the best gimmick matches for elongated feuds like that is a hell in a cell but they have their own goddamn pay-per-view and they only do two hell in a cells on it so I don't know but we had AJ Styles versus Randy Orton and uh yeah, AJ Styles got the win with the help of Alexa's distraction and the motor oil Papa Shango liquid. But he's another person who nobody knows what's going on leading into WrestleMania. There's been talk on the Twitterverse and all that that maybe we could get AJ Styles in a match with the likes of Triple H, which I think would be dope. However... I worry about that match because uh, I'm not sure if Triple H would really put over someone who was made outside of WWE. He's not as bad as Vince, but he's still pretty fucking bad. So, I don't know. I, I really don't know. And, oh, and women's tag division is still a clusterfuck. You still have... Uh, Nia Botch and uh, Shayna as champions, but now they're partnered with Reginald. I've asked this day in and day out. Please get Reginald the fuck away from any women's program. You literally are having him take any focus off the program and put it on him. And he doesn't deserve it. He's just annoying as shit, and it makes me want to change the television. So, there you go. Uh, yeah, that's basically all I... Uh, all I really want to talk about, uh, Raw. Uh, with Impact, I'm not going to talk about what happened, uh, during the show, but we had Sacrifice last night, and Rich Swan unified the TNA World Championship that was held, that was possessed by Moose. He wasn't champion, he just started coming to the ring with it, and the Impact World Championship, and we have official what seems to be the main event for the Rebellion pay-per-view. I remember back in the day, Rebellion was a UK pay-per-view for WWE slash WWF. I find it hilarious. I guess they abandoned that trademark. But you have a title versus title match. Kenny Omega as the AEW champion versus Rich Swan as the TNA Impact World Champion. I don't know what they're calling it these days. However, you don't know whether it's the belts are going to be on the line. I strongly don't 
believe that either company would want their top title on a non-contracted employee. So who knows? Who knows? That's a uh, yeah. <laughs> That's really all I wanted to hit on a uh, on Impact with. Uh, now we're at NXT and AEW. So with NXT, the show opened with. Two announcements. We are, in fact, getting a two-night takeover. Wednesday, Wednesday, April 8th, and Thursday, April 9th, will be NXT TakeOver two-night show, Stand and Deliver. That's cool, I guess. Like I said, my only concern with them going this route is the fact that takeovers have been known for all their action on one night. I'm not sure how much fans are really clamoring for a two-night takeover. I'm not sure how many feuds we're looking to promote on this because NXT is very feud-heavy right now. And let's be serious. That's WrestleMania week, and you're looking at Raw Impact, just in general. I'm just talking about the television ones. Raw, Impact, NXT, AEW, Thursday, NXT, Friday, SmackDown, I still don't know what they're doing with the Hall of Fame, and then you have two nights of WrestleMania. That's going to be a very heavy wrestling weekend, and that's not even counting what's going on with the independents in the collective remix or other independents running shows that weekend. So... I'm a little tentative, but the second announcement was that with Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez having won the women's Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic, they were being crowned the inaugural NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. Now, I like this idea, however, why didn't you just do this when they actually fucking won? Why did you have them have that stupid match against Nia and Shayna with that Bonk ending with the ref bump and then having a raw referee count uh, submission on the wrong competitor. Why didn't you just do, why didn't you just go it that way? So I don't know. I'm still a little pissed off about that. But even more so, you never really see this, but the newly crowned champions were asked to defend their championships the same night against Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. And what do you know? They lost in their first defense after being given a pair of belts. I'm a big fan of uh, Shotzi and Ember. You know I've n- I've been I've complained about Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai a lot. <clears throat> but yo, you just did them dirty. Like, you just straight did them dirty. But, it's looking like we may get Raquel Gonzalez challenging Io Shirai for the Women's Championship. I'm wondering if that's going to be one of the matches on these two nights of TakeOver. The other big thing that you had going on is, in fact, Adam Cole versus Finn Balor. It was an extremely physical match. 
you had Kyle O'Reilly come out in non-undisputed gear. It looked like he was in street fight clothes. And you had him distract uh, Adam Cole. You had Finn go over, which, like I said, I was expecting to happen with Adam Cole beginning a lo- elongated feud with Kyle O'Reilly and Finn to finally get his shot at Karrion Cross. Now, I like how Roddy once again, tr- uh, not Roddy, Adam tried to do the same thing he did to Roddy. I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. Let's move past this. I just want things to be back the way they used to be and tried to low blow Kyle O'Reilly and Kyle O'Reilly blocked it. Then they got physical and Kyle O'Reilly was even going to do the brain buster on the uh, brain buster suplex on the stairs. Refs were getting involved. It was a physical altercation. They get separated. Pans back to the ring of Finn looking at the ramp saying, what took you so long? Camera pans out to Karrion Cross behind him saying, tick tock. So it's looking like they're going with Karrion Cross versus Finn. I was kind of hoping that like Finn was saying in an interview that he would be able to defend the championship at a takeover and then also at WrestleMania. Um, and also I, 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 do you, I don't know in my heart of hearts. These are two of my favorite, uh, superstars in my heart of hearts. Do you have Finn drop the title after winning the title in the tournament? following Karrion Cross having to relinquish it? If so, does Karrion Cross and go to the main roster? Or do you have Karrion Cross have a proper title reign before he goes to the main roster? Because a lot of people have been saying that he's on the fast track to the main roster and is already main roster ready. Even though I still think that some of the shit that NXT is doing is so much better than the quote-unquote main roster shows. So, that's really all I wanted to talk about with NXT. I still think Cameron Grimes is awful. I hate his money gimmick. Um, Grizzled Young Veterans are awful in my opinion. I like that you had MSK feign the Brizango entrance and then Brizango and uh, Brizango fight with uh, Legado del Fantasma. Uh, very convoluted, and I'm still trying to figure out when, in fact, we're getting the men's tag team championship, MSK versus Oni and Birch. I still don't know what the shoot real injury that Wes Lee has. Now, moving on to AEW, the biggest things of the show were, in fact, that Christian Cage appears to be going for Kenny Omega and his AEW championship, which, let's be serious, everyone was saying before Christian joined AEW that he's should be in the Hall of Fame. Yes, he should. And even though he didn't go to, back to your favorite company, he still is a Hall of Fame caliber wrestler. And I would expect a Hall of Fame caliber wrestler to be in a main event spot. So, 
I, I'm liking this. And the other big thing that happened is the Inner Circle War Council, where, in fact, we had the appearance of Faction Alert, Faction Alert, Tully, FTR, Sean Spears, Wardlow, and MJF are all aligned now in what's going to be the next coming of the horsemen. I don't know what the fuck they're going to call themselves. Uh, they went to town on the inner circle. Even Sammy Guevara. What the hell was that about? And uh, they took Jericho and launched him off the... Uh, I think Wardlow powerbombed him off the stage. And obviously you have MJF using the Diamond Dozen ring. Uh... So yeah, Sammy Guevara was right that MJF was only in the faction to cause trouble. And uh, I'm curious to see if this is going to lead to maybe what... If you remember, last year there was supposed to be a blood and guts match in Newark, New Jersey. They never had that. It ended up being the stadium stampede. I wonder if they're going to go back to these two factions in a big match like that moving forward, because a lot of these states are starting to say that they will allow uh, wrestling to happen in their uh, states. It's just a matter of what um, attendance capacity and how do you decide whose tickets are able to go versus whose tickets aren't. Uh, so I don't know, but yeah, that, that's really all that stuck out to me with AEW. Um, obviously I was more, uh, interested in NXT and uh, e- even going into like the final segment where Karrion Cross showed up, I was asking the other guys on Fourth Wall Pop, did Karrion Cross show up, or did he not? Uh, or did he not show up again? Because if you rem- if you remember, two weeks ago he had the no DQ match against Santos. He won, and then he was off last week while Santos was there with Legado del Fantasma. Almost no selling his injuries, which I think was absolutely stupid. I think that made Cross look like shit. But that's just me. Um, now let's move to the SmackDown. Um, obviously, the biggest thing with SmackDown was the contract signing between Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan for their match at Fastlane. Now... One of the things I liked the way that it was done was the fact that if if you know normal contract signings, you have one person on each side of the table. Roman Reigns uh, was actually offended by Adam Pearce not putting him at the quote-unquote head of the table. So he moved. To, he got moved to the head of, head of the table. Um, Daniel Bryan had some fighting words. Uh, to Roman, to Jay, um, and uh, we had Jay attack Daniel Bryan, we had Ed show up, we had 
Edge attack Roman, Edge attack Daniel Bryan. This is getting really convoluted and really like clusterfuck. Now, I love Daniel Bryan, but one thing I will say, I hope to God that they don't do what like what they did with WrestleMania 30 and have Daniel Bryan do a set of matches outside of being champion to make it to the main event. Obviously, WWE went made the wrong decision when Batista won that Royal Rumble. It should have been Daniel Bryan. But mind you, Daniel Bryan had to give up the belt because of injury right after. But, yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about this because Edge won, obviously. Like, it, once the challenge is usually made that match is usually set in stone so i don't know why they're having all this exterior shit i know they have to occupy a couple weeks until wrestlemania but if anyone thinks that daniel bryan has a legitimate shot to go in as I, like I, I don't i don't see how it happens Daniel Bryan beats Roman Reigns, and then you have Daniel Bryan's Daniel Bryan against Edge. Like uh, it's so convoluted. I don't know what the point is for all of it. I I really don't. Um, and then of course you also have coming up this Sunday, Bianca and Sasha challenging Nia and Shayna for the tag team championships. Okay, and they tag this week against Natalia and uh, Tamina. I don't know what their tag team name is. They're coming out in black and red. I don't think they're that good of a team, but they're both like insert generation here superstars. I think Natalia is overrated, and I can't stand her. And the fact that she bitched about Fox having a pick your roster with $15 that she was... Uh, given a $1 rating for a stupid game is absurd to me. But you had Sasha and Bianca lose because Sasha was more concerned with Reginald's interference and then Bianca got blindsided. I, once again, it all the women's shit is coming back to Reginald. And I, I honestly don't want to see a rehash of a man being so involved in these women's matches that the focus is taken away from them. I wasn't a fan of James Ellsworth when he was paired with Carmella. I'm not a fan of Reginald when he was with Carmella and now not being with Carmella. It's kind of ironic that <laughs> Carmella was associated with both of them. Then obviously for other reasons... Why I'm not a fan of James Ellsworth, but yeah, like it's so annoying. And now you have Reginald like aligned with Nia and kind of Shayna. I don't know. Um, but one thing I want to point out, commentary did point out in uh and mention uh Sasha and Bianca if they win being only the second uh team the second tag team championship team to go into WrestleMania facing each other for the main title. The other being 
John Cena and Shawn Michaels. So I like that they hinted at that. I'm not sure if I want to see that. Because uh, then also, I, I don't like... It's nice when people have multiple belts, but I don't like when one set of belts, tag team championships, are overshadowed when they're on to people competing for the women's championship or like it was with um, Charlotte and Asuka when they were tag team champions. Asuka didn't do shit with the Raw Women's Championship. So I don't know. But... You also had the return of Big E following his dastardly attack by the recently gone heel back to his Nigerian roots, Apollo Crews, formerly known as Uha Nation. And I said this last week, I'll say this again, I'm even amazed that uh, the president of Nigeria has even kept up with it and has even put out a message that he uh, he's on board for the character that Apollo was playing because of the focus it brings to his Nigerian heritage, etc., etc. Somebody pointed this out that they find it funny how Apollo Crews is calling out Big E regarding their roots like I'm not even sure uh let me pull it up while I'm talking about this but Big E uh his his actual name is Atore Ewan Ewan and uh yeah it's it's not an American name so he obviously has roots elsewhere but People pointed out that it's crazy, especially with everything going on now. Someone calling out someone else on their blackness. Uh, obviously, I can't speak to that. I, I just felt like I wanted to point it out because it, it, it really made us wonder. Um, so, yeah, that's basically what I want to talk about from SmackDown. Now, Fastlane is next week. And as of right now, we have three matches announced. We have Big E versus Apollo Crews in a match for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. We have Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan in a singles match for the WWE Universal Championship. Now, on next week's SmackDown, Edge will be facing off with Jey Uso. And the winner of that match will be the special guest enforcer for the championship match. I, I I thought it was dope. I didn't really talk about this during the SmackDown segment. I figured I would talk about it now. But Edge coming out after Jey, you know takes claim for the spot in the um as a special enforcer that uh edge uh edge said uh how about next week i i come to smackdown for the first time in however many years challenge you when the winner goes on uh, to be a special guest enforcer and 
Adam Pierce agreed to it, so I think that we're going to get Edge as a guest enforcer in this match. Where that leads going towards WrestleMania, I don't know. But mind you, from next week, it is two weeks till WrestleMania. So they need to start booking. They have one week to book more matches for Fastlane. And as of right now, I think the only matches set in stone for WrestleMania are Roman, well, quote-unquote Roman Edge, Sasha, Bianca, and maybe Braun, uh, maybe Braun versus Shane McMahon. So, it's, it's, it's getting to crunch time, guys. And the third match that's currently with Fastlane is Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler versus Sasha and Bianca for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. So, what I'm getting is that next week's going to be a terrible pay-per-view. I'm obviously still going to watch it, and you guys are probably going to get a very short, critical episode of the show. But that's neither here nor there. That brings us to the end of the show. So once again, let's drop all those ads where you can find me. On Facebook, you can find me, David Malkwich, M-A-L-K-I-E-W-I-C-H. On Instagram, you can find me, O-Z-T-E-P-0-8. And on Twitter, you can find me, at I-N-D-I-E underscore D-U-S-T-Y-D-A-V-E. You can find The Crossroads on Instagram and on Twitter with the same at, at T-H-E-K-R-O-S-S-R-H-O-D-E-S. And you can find the unofficial mascot of the podcast, Juniper Bunny, Queen of the Bun for first of her name, Lord of the Playpen, Master of Tritos, on Instagram, at J-U-N-I-P-E-R-B-U-N-Z. Obviously, you guys know I fucking love this bunny, because I promote her own Instagram every week, and she's almost at twice as many followers as I have on my Instagram. So until next time, just remember, hashtag TikTok, do the work, and hashtag make it pop. Thank you for listening. Diamond Dave, out.